0: Shalom, Abraham Rabbi mesech, is get in daf yod, Today's daf discusses using Goyish names on signatures, identifiably Goyish names, or non-Jewish contracts, uh, what happens where Jews cannot sign. Uh, we learn about Persian race. Um, if there are names that are ambiguous, not obviously non-Jewish. And we learn about it from the shinoos of a shtar. Now, in a of Shimon said that all non-Jewish shtares are kosher, as long as it's done made in a professional court, not hedioitus. The Gemara says, how could you use any non-Jewish star? They're not Bene Krisas, they have nothing to do with Gitin. Or Kadushin for that matter. How are we allowed to use a non-Jewish signature? So if Zera says that if Shimon actually agrees, he's going down to have a Velazashita, that you can use a de Messira to actually divorce this couple. And we're talking about a case where this non-Jewish star is being used with a Isira witnessing the transaction. I uh, even know Rebbe Lazar would agree that if there's an intrinsic psalm, if it's a forged document, it's not good. It's going to be a puzzle. Maybe over here. We're going to come to use these non-Jews who signed as our Adem Isira. The answer answers that no, we're not going to use these Goyim for our Adem Isira because they're obviously non-Jewish names. You're not going to use uh, Christina O'Reilly as your Day Mesira. What's an example of Shimos Muhokin of Goyish names? Or a Papa says, Hormiz, Texas says it's Horman or Avodina Bar Shivtoi Bar Kidroi Bati Vinakim Una. However, if the names are not obviously Goyish, you will not be able to use it. Is that true? Look at the Seifa. In the Seifa it says, if the Shtar was made by a non-Jewish court of Hediotim. That's when it's not good. Well, why don't we all wrap it up into one statement in the Mishnah? That we can use non-Jewish courts shtares when it's shameless Mufakim, when they are obviously Jewish names. If not, then you can't use them. Slikmar gives two answers. Either that we have to change the Mishnah to say that yes, but Murim, it's only when there are obviously non-Jewish names. But if not, then you can't use these Goyesh stars. Or we could say the Seifa is actually talking about it's going back onto the Kamo by Gite Momon, and it's saying that Gite Momon are only possible when it's written Be When you have Goyen, a Goyesh court that's professional, then Gite Momon would be good. And a Sarabh of azhar Rabbi tells us that he heard from Rabbi Shimon, who told the Chachamim in Sidon, the Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim disagree. Only when the, this non-Jewish contract was was composed by hadyotim by goyim hadyotim, but they agree that you could use a non-Jewish court's contract, even if it's signed by goyim, even for gitinoshim and shechori avadim, because you have the, the as But when it's made by hadyotim, Rabbi Akiva would still say it's kasher, and the chachamim would say it's pasul. Say it's pasul by every other shteib side, for gitinoshim and shechori avadim. Reb Shimon Ben Gamaliel, he says, every star is kosher in a situation where the Jews are not allowed to sign. There's a law against Jews signing. So the Gemara says, if Jews are allowed to sign on documents, then according to Reb Shimon Ben Gamaliel, all these other stars would be puzzle from the non-Jewish courts. Why don't we make a gazera on the places where Jews can't sign or to the places where they can? Yeah, the Gemara says, we might confuse names, but we're not going to co- confuse places. Ravina thought that maybe we could use stories made by a Armenian makeshift court, a non-legalized court, a star. But Rafram told him that no, it has to be our case, it has to be an official governmental, non-Jewish body. Next, Ravah tells us that a Persian star, if it's given over in front of Jewish witnesses, you can't use this star to collect from Nechasi Mishubadim, but you can connect from the Bnei Chayrin. Uh, we don't know how to read a Persian document that has to be a case where you do know how to read it uh, you need a star that can't be forged yeah they did this process process called um a where they soak it in a gold nut which makes it unforgeable Ah, uh, you need at the end for it to review the star in order for it to be kosher. yeah they did that they have that summary at the bottom the Gemara says it sounds like an incredible star why are you only allowed to connect from anishi even be able to connect from for now we, the reason why you can't collect from the Chazmeshabadim is because the star doesn't have a call because it doesn't have Jewish signature. Next, Reish Lakish asks his brother-in-law Rabbi Yochanan, "What happens if you have an eidim who sign on the get in Eretz Israel, and it sounds like this? Their names on the bottom could be non-Jewish names. We don't know; they're ambiguous. It could be Jewish, it could be not. Can you use that star?" So Rabbi Yochanan responds, "We only know that the names Lucas and Lus." Clearly, Goyish names are kosher. Because no Jew has those names. But it won't be kosher if a Jew could have that name. Neymar asks, We learned that if Giton come from Medina Sayyam, even if the signature are non-Jewish-like names, it's still kosher because most of the Jews in Chotzlaretz have non-Jewish-like names. So you see that it's still kosher. We could assume that there are Jews signing it. Why do not say that it's possible unless it's Lucas and Luz? The like Gemara says, well, you know exactly why it's kosher when it comes from Chutzlar. The, the Mishnah give us a reason because everyone has non-Jewish names over there. Coming from Eretz Yisrael, we really don't know. The others that answer there, Rabbi actually brought in this case of Medina Zayim to prove his psaak about Eretz Yisrael being the opposite. In the next Mishnah, we learn that if someone says, give this, if he, want, if he wants to retract According yeah. to a mayor, he can before it gets to them. The Chachamim say you you could only retract and get the notion, but not on Shechuria Avodim because a big befanov, vein loy elo befanov. The Shliach isn't automatically being coined for the eved because it's not a pure schus. For the wife, it's a pure schus, or for her. the for the wife, it's not a pure schus, and therefore it's not automatically hers for the eved it's a pure schuz to go free he gets nothing out of slavery and therefore as soon as the shliach takes it to give it to the eved it's as if it's already he's already zuiched for the eved and you cannot retract that on that anymore how come the eved it's a pure schuz because if the master would want to stop feeding his eved and is going to explain he would be allowed to do that but one is not allowed to stop feeding his wife so his wife always has that schuz. so when the shliach takes the Get, he can't automatically accept it for the wife. That would be chovin. law. It's not 100% aschus. Remeyer turns to Rehachachamim and says, Yeah, but he's being—he's pastling his Evet from eating truma if he's a koyin. Just like he's pastling his wife. Why should there be a difference? You see that there is a choiv for the Evet as well. He's going to be losing his rights to eat Truma And they respond to Remeyer that the only reason why he was allowed to eat shumav was because the Evet was this koyin's property. The Gemara is going to explain what that means later. Now in the Gemara, we begin, uh, Rav Huna and Rav Yitzchak Bar-Yosef were learning by Rav Yirmiya, and Rav Yirmiya was dozing. So Rav Huna was talking, and he said, it sounds like from our Mishnah that are Rabbanan hold, that if you're holding something for a Baal Chayv, for the Eved, you're already coined it. The Shliach was already coined it for the Eved. So Rav Yitzchak Bar-Yosef uh, said back, would that even be true when there's something bad, a, a Chayv, for someone else, in our case for the Baal? And he said, Yeah, the in." Immediately, Rabbi Yirmiyah woke up and he said, I heard from Rabbi Yechinon that if you are holding something for a Baal Chayrein while there's someone else who will be losing out from this, you're not coined for him. Ah, what about our Mishnah? In our Mishnah, the only reason why the Shleach was coined for the Evid was because he said to Nu, Give this to my Evid. And saying give this to my Eved is like he's telling the Shriach to B'zoyche it for the Eved. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.